Welcome to the Tanya Burton Show. I'm your host, Tanya Burton, and today we have a really awesome special guest. I'm so excited that she she's here. She has such great energy, great connection with training other clients, women, and so I love being here because we empower other women and teach them healthy tricks and tips about the fitness world and how to successfully lose weight while feeling good, not feeling deprived. So April, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on. Yes. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself for those who are new to listening and not know who you are? Yes, for sure. So my name is April Miracle. I am a fitness and nutritional coach. I run everything virtually with all the members in my group tribe and I do some one-on-one memberships. And basically, uh, you know, I kind of started doing this fitness and nutritional thing. I probably, I've dieted my whole life. So I would say that I'm a pro. Uh, But what I would always do is yo-yo diet, gain the weight back. And I would notice that it would really come with emotional highs and lows. So I went through a pretty uh, down emotional time uh, when my daughter was sick and I gained 50 pounds and I was obviously not feeling myself. I was depleted. And so I started diving into how I could actually conquer this, keep the weight off. And by doing so, I made a complete career out of it. Uh, And I base really everything that I do and the advice that I give around uh, three major strategies, which number one being fasting above all, number two, carb cycling, and number three, tracking your macros. Because like you mentioned, not feeling deprived, including it all. I like margaritas. I like pizza. I like wine. And I don't want that to be a cheat. I want to be able to treat myself, not villainize food. And so that's really kind of the basis is which I run all of the content advice and hacks that I push out. Awesome. I love that. What's funny is we have like the same story because my fitness journey started because I gained 50 pounds. Ah. I tried every diet on planet earth and I'm like, Lord Jesus, there better be a better solution because I can't regain and lose the same amount of food. And I like my tacos and pizza and I got to learn how to eat them and not feel guilty and move on with, with my diet. And that's why I found flexible dieting, tracking macros and I also incorporate inter- like fasting, which we're going to talk about today. That's our whole topic is about Yay. fasting. For a lot of people, they think of it mainly just like maybe for religious reasons, but you could do it in, in, your, in your personal life and the great value that fasting does. So today we're going to talk about intermittent fasting. What does that look like? And 24-hour fasting, what are the benefits to that? So let's go ahead and dive in. Let's say somebody, you know, starts your group. They're like, oh my gosh, this fasting, is she crazy? I'm going to die without food. What are some of the big myths that you hear all the time about fasting? So the fear is there and it is real. And the first thing people think is how am I going to get past eight o'clock, 10 o'clock without food? I will be depleted. I will have low energy. And so that is one of the biggest myths that number one, you need the food first thing in the morning to rev your metabolism, to get you energized and to push you throughout the day. It actually does the opposite, which I think a lot of people don't quite understand. And the other biggest myth, I'll just, I'll land those two. And the the second one is that your metabolism will slow down. And I used to believe this too. I used to believe if I didn't eat something, the second I woke up, my metabolism wasn't revved. I wasn't getting my calories burning, right? 
So those are the two biggest myths. And what I realized, that was the very first thing that I did in my journey of losing 50 pounds was I just started incorporating intermittent fasting. And that's where I learned it's not a diet. It is actually not even where you deplete yourself of being in a calorie deficit. It's just an eating schedule. So what happens in your body anytime that you eat is naturally your body is going to increase its insulin. It's going to spike its insulin because that's how your body is going to digest food. But when that happens, the fat loss clock goes off. It is impossible to have your insulin raised and your fat loss to be happening. So I often say, think of it like cleaning a house where if you are working all the time outside of your home, 60 hours a week, your floors aren't being mopped, your beds aren't being made, and your toilets aren't getting cleaned. You need to give your body the rest like you would give your house the cleaning. So that will allow your body to have that time home while you're fasting to regenerate its cells, boost its immune system, raise its metabolism because it raises certain hormones like your HGH during fasting times, which will raise your metabolism. And you're not depleting it of calories because during your eating window, you are eating calories. So you, you should be eating enough calories to sustain, sustain you through the fast. You shouldn't be hungry through your fast. You should be able to comfortably get through a daily fast. Yeah, absolutely. And for a lot of people who don't know this, it's actually not healthy to constantly have food in your stomach. It's not yes. your pancreas. It's, it's not your body needs rest. It needs a break from constantly digesting. And they've even done studies. I've watched a TED talk of this myth of you should eat six meals a day. We've actually skyrocketed our weight gain because we believe in this myth okay, I'm sorry, 200 calories every six or every two hours, it's not going to fill me up. So what happens is we start binge eating and overeating instead of being very strategic and structured and have a routine with our meals. Now, obviously intermittent fasting, you know, some fasting isn't for, for everybody. Like if you're hypoglycemic or maybe if you're diabetic, so we don't like encourage it for everybody. Yes. But it is an awesome, awesome tool to use um, to help with your weight loss. And even in your energy. Like I know before I thought breakfast is the most important meal of the day and I'll eat breakfast and I'm like, I need to go take a nap. Like I, hello. Yeah. I am tired. I'm like, what in the world? And as soon as I stopped eating breakfast, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have all this energy to do everything. And people always ask, why is that? And I go, well, you eat now all your energy is in your gut trying to digest everything. And so you're, it's, it's, you know, your energy is only placed in certain places. So if you start eating, that's where your, your energy is going to go. And I've learned if I skip it, woo, I get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. It is so, so true. It takes so much time to actually digest food. And if you're not giving it the rest, like you said, it's the food coma. I used to always think, well, how could I fast? Because usually by 10 a.m. I'm starving. Well, that's because I've now spiked my insulin. It's dropped. It's looking for another peak. If you don't spike it to begin with, you're able to have a nice, smooth energy flow bringing you until you break your fast. Mm -hmm. So I, and I love hearing that and just breaking it down. And I love the, uh, the visual of the house because that's really great for people to see, oh, snap. Maybe some people are like encouraged of, how'd you know my house is dirty? Now I gotta clean that too. Um, <laughs> yes, my, yes. my house. <laughs> so like that. What are like, what are the main factors of fasting? What are the benefits to it? 
Yeah. So number one, fat loss. And the reason that is, is because you're allowing your body that digestive rest. And when it is not burning through whatever you've given it and digesting food, it's able to tap into the fat stores. So the first thing your body does is burn through glycogen or carbohydrates, what your body get, what you should be giving it. And it will burn through that first energy source. The second is fat. So in order to tap into the fat, you have to allow your body that rest. So that's number one. Great benefit is fat loss. It dives deep into stubborn fat. Number two is it will actually boost your immunity because you're giving it its rest. So it allows for the regeneration of cells and it allows for getting rid and detoxifying of any damaged cells. So you could be fighting off a cold. You should fast. It allows your body to break that down, heal it, and boost your immunity. So I love also that it builds up and it brings up your HGH, which is your human growth hormone. And when that happens, your metabolism is raised. So those are the three biggest factors that I think fasting is just amazing for. Yes. And I will add another one that people don't uh, realize. It helps with inflammation. Yes. So many people are like, you know, this hurts and this hurts your body can't be inflamed if you're fasting and you'll feel better. But when people notice it the most is when they're in a calorie surplus, when they overeat, they feel like they don't just don't feel good. And I'm like, sister, you need to get in a calorie deficit. You need to fast a little bit. It'll help you with, with inflammation because there's nothing that's worse than feeling awful and being in pain. And this is a natural way to do it without having to take a pill. Exactly. And not even, um, you know, in addition to the pain that you could be feeling, brain fog. You are so clear. When you start fasting, your brain is just so on point, sharp and functional. And you notice a very, very clear difference. 100%. That's why I said like in the morning when I stopped eating and I would just stick to like my my water, I'm like, oh man, I got energy. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to conquer the world in the next three hours. Like I just feel so good. Exactly right. it's, it's just amazing. So everyone's probably listening like, all right, sisters, let's break it down. How do I do this? Yeah. So let's go over intermittent fasting, what to do, and then 24-hour fast, what to do. Yeah, you got it. So there's a couple of different ways that you could do intermittent fasting. If somebody's just starting out and they're super scared and hesitant, what I often recommend is a 12-12, just to get their body and their mind onto closing off the kitchen and having an eating schedule. So that would look like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you can eat your macros, your calories. And then you are fasting 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., which is a lot of sleeping. Then I'll say, work your way up, ideally to a daily 16-8, which looks like 16 hours of fasting and eight hours of eating. And for a lot of the women that I work with, it will look like a 12 to eight feeding window. So Mm -hmm. they break their fast around lunchtime and they close the window around eight. And during those times, one of the most important things to do, if you're going to do this correctly, is to eat enough during that time. This is not going to be, you know, eat a thousand calories and you're fasting. It will actually work against you in that way. But if you're eating a healthy amount of your calories, even if you're in a calorie deficit, it's a good healthy amount that your body's going to stay functioning at. And you're having it within that eight hour window, your body will sustain itself throughout that fast and those 16 hours. So that's where I would say to start is at a 12, 12, work your way up to a 16, eight. Amazing. And there's no, there's no like hundred percent rules. Cause a lot of people are very like, Oh my gosh, it's eight Oh one. I, I can't eat dinner. And it's like, I always tell people, okay, then just start up when you ate your last meal. Maybe you got off work later. Maybe you finished your meal at 8.30. Well, 
well then just start your next meal maybe 12 30 or one like don't it's okay to be flexible we don't have to be rigid if we're rigid and we go if we're not aligned with what we're supposed to do we're like oh my gosh i'm a failure and it's like no no no, no. it's okay but i love your baby step like just start off with 12. and i'll be honest when i first started doing this i had to start off with like 10 hours which is really embarrassing because i was constantly eating and so i my body could not handle like as soon as i woke up i'm like nom, 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 nom. you know yes. so for me just to postpone like an hour was a big deal and then you know, 11 hours, 12 hours. Now I could probably go like 18 hours. I've trained myself throughout the years that I'm, I, I run actually better when I'm not eating or as a big meals. I yes. do want to point out that for some people, like I, I mentioned intermittent fasting before and they're like, okay, so from 12 to eight, I'm just going to eat everything in sight for the next, you know, seven to eight hours. And I'm like, no, no, you're, you're missing the point. You know, like you shouldn't, that the goal is to eat maybe a little bit bigger meals, but that you're not constantly just thinking of food that you yes. eat and move on. And I'll tell you, I was just doing a check-in last night and somebody was preparing for a 24-hour fast. And when I looked at her math, chart, she was extremely heavy on carbs. And so the foods that you eat during those eight hours are extremely important if you're going to sustain that full 16 hours. Because when I looked at her heavy on carbs, I said, now just be prepared. You're going into a 24 hour fast and that I want you to know that you might feel hungry sooner because you didn't get enough protein and you didn't get enough fat, which are the macros that take the longest to digest and would sustain mm -hmm. her longer. Mm -hmm. Heavy carbs, they're going to burn off fast. And so you might've set yourself up. So having that right balance, when you talk about flexible dieting and macros, that really does make a huge difference. If you're just eating carbs all day long, fasting is going to be a difficult thing for you. Yep. hundred percent. It's not just a matter of, of hitting your numbers, but what are you actually eating? It's not just oh, I'm in a calorie deficit. I'm sticking between, I don't know, 1400 calories. It's like, where are those calories coming from? Yes. It, it makes a big difference. So I hope everyone kind of gives a good idea of like, okay, I could start off with 12 hours and then work your way up to 16. Now, what would you recommend before we get into the 24 hour fast and how to set that up? Let's say somebody decides to do intermittent fasting. What meals, what gives some people ideas of like, this is what you should have at your first meal. Yeah, you got it. So I always recommend go heavy on protein. It's the number one macro that everybody is usually struggling to get in. So right. I say front load it, get it in early. If you can have your first meal of the day at 30 grams of protein, you are going to feel satisfied and you're, you're going to be able to snowball some really good choices throughout the day. So really having that heavy protein in the beginning. And that could look like a protein shake. That could be protein pancakes. I do like a protein bowl very often where it's yogurt, it's Greek yogurt, and I mix in protein powder and then I top it with berries or crackers or anything that, you know, I tend to be craving that day. I could make a s'more smoothie bowl or I could make something like berries and peanut butter, you know? Awesome. I love that. Love the different options because a lot of people are like protein, ugh, meat. And I'm like, yes. oh, girl, you could eat other stuff. I know us women, we are not meat eaters. It's really rare for me to find a client that's like, I love meat all day. Like it's really rare. So like there's other sources, other sources, there's protein shakes, pancakes, yogurt, like everything you, you listed. So I love yes. the variety of protein sources. Awesome. You know, cause it'd be easy for me to be like, and go grab a chicken Caesar salad. That's easy, but that's not what we gravitate to, you know? No, no. and not sustainable wise. And so I yeah. like the term you used of what am I craving that day? What do I want to eat? So important. It's not plug your nose, eat chicken and rice. It's you gotta eat foods you enjoy because that's what's gonna help you keep the weight off. 
Exactly. Not only a weight loss journey, it's teaching yourself those habits, those staple meals to help you maintain your weight. And I go, that's something that lacks in our society is maintaining your weight. And it matters what you eat and do today. Yep, exactly right. And no deprivation, like you mentioned in the beginning, no deprivation, anything's on the table. And a macro is a macro. Like I, I just want, want to say this really quick for anyone who's listening, whether you're eating an avocado or you're eating a candy bar, they have different micronutrients, but your body is going to process that fat the same way. So don't deprive your body or villainize food. You can have it all. Yep. If it fits, you enjoy it. All yes. Right. I like that. <laughs> Just you know, everyone's like, is this good? Is this bad? I'm like, does it fit your macros? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, enjoy it. That's it. That's it. I love that. So let's, let's switch gears to 24 hour fast. That sounds so intimidating, but let's remember a majority of it. We will be sleeping. Yes. And it's important of what you do the day before. So I'll give it away. How do, how do you have a successful 24 hour fast? So number one, you should build yourself up and get first your body comfortable with fasting. So that's a 16-8. If you are doing a 16-8 for a few weeks, three to five weeks, you are building yourself up to be able to get through a sustainable 24-hour fast. Now, there's a couple of different ways that you can do this. You can do this through um, a water fast, or you could do this through either a bone broth fast or a juice fast. That meaning that you are kind of sustaining yourself without food, but you are giving it certain calories. I promote doing a 24-hour water fast. And the reason is, is it gives your body that full digestive rest. And that's what we ultimately want to do. And when that happens, your HGH that I was talking about earlier will actually go five-fold. So every hour above 16 hours, it increases your metabolism up to, and I, I don't, um, you know, guide women through more than 24 hour fast, but up to 72 hour fast. So that's when your body would start bringing its metabolism down again. So how would you set yourself up for a 24 hour fast? You want to number one, make sure that you're getting in enough calories, macros the day before. And notice I said macros, like that girl had uh, gone really heavy on carbs. You want to make sure sure that you're having a really healthy balance of all three macros and a healthy amount of calories, like whatever your daily set, even if you're in a deficit, whatever that daily set is, have that all before you start that full 24 hours. And then usually around 18 to 22 hours, that's when on your very first fast that you might run into detoxifying side effects. That's when you might run into like uh, the headaches or the, uh, you know, fatigue. It does pass. Like that's a surprising thing. Hunger kind of comes in waves where we almost think that it's going to come and it's going to peak and it gets too much, but you might feel a little hunger. You could chew a piece of gum, get yourself through, have extra water, have some tea, all that's unlimited. And then you're able to push through. I remember my very first 24-hour fast, I had a headache during hours 21 to 22, and it went away. And I'm a notorious like migraine person. So I thought, this is only going to escalate. This is only going to get worse. But it passed, and I was able to get through. So it's really setting yourself up with the macros before and making sure that you have the other resources to push you through. Set that timer, get ridiculously hydrated, have your tea, and then if you have to fall into things like gum or having maybe um, a sip of a non-calorie drink that can push you through to those last hours. Awesome. I love that because I feel like a lot, of, a lot of times like that fasting, um, that migraine is so like in, intimidating or it's scary and they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm just going to screw it. I'm just going to eat or they can't handle it. And it's, 
if you are mentally prepared, like, okay, I am going to get a headache. I'm going to grab some water, maybe go for a walk. Maybe that way I'm not tempted, kind of get my mind off of something else. Cause most of the times it's usually like closer to nighttime. Like you're going to go to bed soon. Anyway, you're going to be totally okay. This is the most important part is I want to link up. What do people do the next day so that they don't binge eat and outdo everything they just did yesterday? Yeah. So that's so key is because you've just given your body this digestive rest that has done so many amazing benefits. If you then go and binge, you really kind of uh, reverse everything that you've just done. So we don't want to do that. And I will say too, I just wanted to bring this up. It's one of my best tips to get through a 24 hour fast. And I didn't think to say it is that it's 24 hours without eating. You don't necessarily have to have an entire day and night without eating. So if you take your last bite of food at 3 p.m., you break your fast the next day at 3 p.m. So you're not going like any waking hours without eating anything mm -hmm. unless you wanted to go more than 24 hours. But other than that, I love to do an afternoon to an afternoon because I'm fasting anyway till 12. So mm -hmm. for then for me to push it three more hours or two more hours, it's much more sustainable and it's easier mentally for me to get through and anybody that I work with. So that seems to be the most popular. So there's two ways that you can break your fast. And I try to say calorie wise, you should stay between five and 800 calories to make sure you're not going into a binge fast. Mm -hmm. You should really pre-plan what you're going to break your fast with. And you can do it one of two ways. You can do it through balanced macros, like an even amount of fats, carbs, and proteins. And that I usually recommend to somebody who does not do good on low carb that needs carbs in their life. I need carbs in my life for energy and for mood stabilization. Yeah. Like I get hangry if I don't have my carbs. So then I always make sure that I break my fast with a balance. If you're okay being lower carb, you can do what is called fat fasting. So you would actually continue on your fast. And I wouldn't do this for more than 24 hours, but that you would actually have a lower carb intake, like under a hundred net carbs, breaking your fast, um, and still staying within five to 800 calories. So let's, let's break it down to an example, because some people are like, maybe they're not really familiar with macros or good maybe call. they feel the balance of it. What would that look like? Yeah, really good call. So five to 800 calories, having a balance of the fats, carbs, and proteins could look like um, a yogurt bowl, like I said. So Greek yogurt, protein powder, and some berries, and then adding even in maybe a piece of whole grain toast with peanut butter. That would be a great way to break your fast. Um, you could even add in oatmeal. That'd probably bring you closer to 800 calories. Then if you were going to do like a fat fasting, I would probably look at breaking your uh, fast with maybe some eggs and uh, you can make yourself a really nice omelet with some berries on the side. Perfect. Very simple. And notice it's still healthy. It's not like drive through. I did it. I did yeah. my fast. And it's like, no, you're first off, you're going to get acidic really quickly. You're going to have an upset stomach. Yeah. If you just binge eat, uh, on, on different meals. So still sticking to your healthy meals. And I really like the idea of keeping it simple of, Hey, if I finish eating at five, then I eat again at five. And the key factor for that is stay busy so that you're not tempted. Yeah to eat, but also plan. There's so much more planning to go with it. What am I, how am I setting myself up before? What am I doing during water, gum, tea? What am I doing after it matters? Yeah. So how does. often would you recommend somebody do a 24 hour fast? Is it once a week, once a month? 
once a week. I, I practice once a week. I've done that for years now. And that's what I teach any woman that I work with is how to incorporate uh, a nice once a week, 24 hour fast. Awesome. I love that. And how do your women respond to it? really well. They're so fearful in the beginning. So it's something that obviously we build up to, but then afterwards, it's always like, I, I felt incredible energy. I can't believe I actually wasn't hungry. So it's really, um, kind of such a mental strength that they're building as well as internally, everything that they're doing for their fat loss and their, uh, metabolism overall. Uh, it just is so good overall. It just is something that's so looked upon as a scary thing or deprivation. And honestly, people can participate in fasting, whether they're in a calorie deficit or not. So someone maintaining their weight could easily be doing fasting and having 2,500 calories before they even begin it. And then, you know what I mean? So they're mm -hmm. able to, it's something to follow you through your entire life, not just weight loss. Yes. I love that. And I like that you mentioned that. That is so awesome. And the benefits for me personally, as I started doing uh, intermittent fasting, and I've done it for five years, I've done it ever since I was losing my weight, is you start to create more control in your food, more discipline. You're no longer like, for me personally, I was a slave to food. When I thought of an idea, I'm like, okay, guys, I got to go eat it. Mm -hmm. But when you have that time of, hey, you're going to be your first meal is going to be at 12. When I woke up, food was on my mind because I'm like, well, there's no point of thinking about it now. I'm not going to eat for the next five or six hours. Yes. So I started doing other stuff and I started training myself to think of other things than just food because food was my life. Go figure. I gained 50 pounds really quickly. Same. Yeah. I hear you. So I think it, it gives more just mental strength of, Hey, you got this. You don't have to eat all the time. You're not going to die. If you don't eat for yeah. a little bit, it trains you to drink more water, be patient, be disciplined. And all of a sudden you have a disconnect of a lot of us have relationship with food. And so it helps us to not have such a high halo top on food. It's you and your energy and your confidence and your discipline. I mean, it's really, it's amazing how much it detaches. And I'm right with you. In my journey, when I was gaining all the weight, I felt like you use the perfect word slave. I felt like I was so addicted to drive throughs and having to eat. The second I got in my car, I'm like, what drive through am I going through? What wrapper am I going to hide today? It was so obsessive over food. And now, no joke, you were just thinking, you were just talking about it. I'm thinking, have I even eaten today? I haven't. And it's going on three o'clock. And I now I want to be intentional about what I break my fast with. Had I just started willy-nilly eating in the morning, I'd be all over the place right now. Yes. Yes. And this will help out. I used to be a grazer. I'd wake up in the morning and eat all day long, like a cow, just like grazing, grazing, grazing. Yes. grazing. Like I wouldn't even eat a meal. When you fast, you eat bigger meals. You, you are fuller longer. I stopped snacking because I yeah. actually ate a, a cohesive meal that had my protein, carbs, and fat, and it tied me over to dinner. And I'm like, son of a gun. Yes. I never thought I'd quit snacking. And over here, I'm eating an actual meal and feeling- It's happening. Good. Yeah. Who am I? Like, this is pretty <laughs> cool. Yes. So, thank you so much for being on here. Um, I could talk to you all day. You're so- Girl, I feel the same. You're so awesome. Um, if you, you give out such great helpful tips and advice, and I love that we have the same approach when it comes to weight loss. Um, it's not a fad diet. You can use little tricks and tools to, to help the process um, and build yourself up mentally, just stronger and physically. So if people are listening and they want to follow more positive vibes, where could they find you? 
they can find me on Instagram at April Miracle. Miracle is spelled with an E. Uh, and they can find me over on my podcast, which is Get Fit Fast with this foodie. Uh, and that's on iTunes, Spotify, all, all the channels. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Love having you here. We'll definitely have to reconnect. Oh, yeah, girl. I want you over on my podcast. I want to hear all about your journey. We're going to set that up. Heck yeah. I like it. I'm so excited. Um, have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions for April, send them to me and we could always do a Q&A session. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.